Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations, the show where I ask children fun, interesting, and challenging questions that develop their creativity, their critical thinking, their resilience, and many other key skills in just 10 minutes. Hi, my name's Coven, founder of Kid Coach and dad of two kids. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it will be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids be happy and successful. So if you're a parent who wants to develop these in your child to help them be more creative, to improve their critical thinking, be more resilient, to develop them into a great leader and be empathetic to others, well, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, I'll be talking to lots of different children, and you'll see how we can build the skills that matter the most simply through conversation. You can find every question I use in the Kid Coach app, downloadable from your usual app store, so you can take the same approach with your children at home. Or visit our website, www.kidcoach.app. Let's get started. This week, we build the skill of confidence. There is a clear connection between confidence and success. Confidence is, however, a fragile thing which takes time to build up. Ultimately, we want to help our children unlock their inner confidence so that they can always call upon it as needed. I'll be talking to 11-year-old Ria to build this skill. So let's listen in to our conversation. Okay, so Ria, I have a question here for you on confidence. And confidence. And the question is, how could you give your best friend a boost of confidence? How could you give your best friend a boost of confidence? Um, I'd probably tell them, um, well, I had this problem um, a few weeks ago when my friend didn't pass one of the exams that um, she tried to pass. Um, and I, um, I referred to my failures because it was her first exam and she failed it and I failed my first exam and mum failed her first exam. So I'd refer to my and loads of other people's failures and like tell them you're going to get the next one. Um, yeah, like, like if they're going to try it again at some point. Um, um, I would tell them that everyone fails it first time, but you can do it again and, and manage it again if you try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, it's great that you have a, a recent example that we can work off here for this question about a friend who failed an exam. And it sounds like you made her feel better by saying, hey, look, this this happens and it happened to me and it happened to my mum and, and you'll get over it. How did your friend feel after that, do you think? Um, I think fine. Um, yeah, she didn't seem very down about failing her first exam, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think she felt a bit encouraged but about the fact that everyone fails their first exam but then passes their second, even, even if it's harder. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And what would other people say to your friend in that situation, you know, when you think about, I don't know, what her, her mum said or what her teacher said or, you know, how would they give your friend a bit more confidence? Um, 
Well, um, I think they'd say like um, something along the lines of like, you'll do better next time or or think on the bright side or like telling them that if they, um, that like now, that like now you've got your first exam over and done with, you don't have to do the second round of that one. So like think on the bright side. Hmm. Yeah. Think on the bright side. I like that advice. I like that advice. You know, every cloud has a silver lining as I say, you've heard that phrase, huh? Yeah. I was about to say that. Oh, you're about to say that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, but great that we're on the same wavelength. Um, and I wonder what, what's the difference when it happens to us, you know, when we fail something or we struggle with something or, or we feel like we can't do something or we're lacking confidence. You know, so for you, Ria, if you're in a situation sometimes where, oh, this is kind of tough, I'm not sure I can do that. Or, you know, do you, uh, do the same rules apply? Um, yeah. Like, like just try again, not like, but like just think it over like think on the bright side um yeah and like just if there's a question I can't do I just come back to it later and then yeah it kind of clicks if I come back to it later so Mm -hmm. yeah so if I fail at something then I come back to it later and it kind of fits together mm-hmm. so that's another great little piece of advice there for yourself your friend for forever right is um yeah i know it's kind of hard but why don't you give it a break why don't you sleep on it and then come back the next day with a fresher mind and a bit of perspective you're absolutely right i i go through the same thing so many times myself i just banging my head on my laptop why can't i figure this out this is so difficult uh but then you sleep on it you come back the next morning and you solve it in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like I keep having those problems with time questions because I keep thinking that I keep like slipping into the fact that it's 60, not it's out of 60, not out of 100. And mm. then I keep dividing stuff by 10 instead of by six. And right. Yeah. Then I have to come back to it. And then it's oh, so easy after like ages. <laughs> I know who invented time and clock and why do they divide yeah. everything by 60? Makes no I sense, right? <laughs> they just divide it by 10. It's so easy. <laughs> you know, I remember um, when I was sitting my 11 plus, there was, sorry, this is a quick aside, but when I was sitting my 11 plus, there was a question around if there were no longer 24 hours in a day and 60 minutes in an hour, if instead um, it was all divided into, I think, 10 hours a day and 100 minutes per hour. And, using you know, tens and hundreds, then, um, then what time was 7.28 be or something like that? Oh. That's quite a fun but difficult question. So, yeah, so taking a break and getting a bit of perspective, um, what, what else do you do, Ria, when you're struggling with something? Um, bite something. It, it's really, it's like when you eat something, everything just makes perfect sense when you just eat something <laughs> i don't know if it's because of eating or because you're biting but Interesting. yeah doesn't matter what you bite uh no 
like there's nothing about my pillow but <laughs> yeah that's really interesting so I definitely wasn't expecting you to say that um but now that I think about it yeah there could be something there is it stress relief yeah it's crazy like, it's like <laughs> something people also have those stress balls don't they they squeeze yeah I guess there's a similar thing there yeah um the eating eating food is a separate thing yeah perhaps there's something there as well comfort food or if you need energy or yeah just going into the kitchen to get that food is a bit of a break in itself isn't it might come back a bit fresher it kind of it kind of leads into my other point hmm yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have all these great tactics in your head already, right? About how you would give your friend a bit more confidence or yourself a bit more confidence um, when going through something a little bit tough. Yeah. Is it hard perhaps to think about all these tactics in yeah. real time, you know, when you need it? Yeah, because um, I just, when I do, when I get angry about a question or something, I just do them by instinct. I, I don't think about what I'm going to do. I just do them. But now I need to think about what I do. Because it kind of just wipes my memory when I get mm. questions. You know, I think there's something really big about managing yourself, managing your thoughts, managing your feelings, managing your emotions, managing your routine, your habits. Your, there's something massive about managing yourself. Because if we can all do that, then we unlock all of our potential. You know, I, I don't know you that well, but I can tell that you're very strong at maths, for example, right? Uh, based on another question that we did. Um, but I can also imagine that if you get really frustrated or worked up about something, maybe your brain freezes and you get into a bit of a block and you get frustrated with yourself, probably, like, oh, why can't I do this? It's so simple. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, if we have this ability to manage ourselves and to, to have this toolbox that we can pick from to say, all right, I'm frustrated. So let me open my frustration toolbox. And in there, I see, oh, look, I could take a break. Oh, look, I could go and bite something. Oh, look, I can go and talk to somebody about it. Um, oh, look, I can think on the bright side, whatever, you know, all these different tools that you told me, right? I haven't told you these. These are your tools, which are great tools. But if we can just remember that there is that toolbox there that we can pick from and manage ourselves, then we can accomplish so much. Yeah. You know, maybe to wrap this one up, just thinking back to your friend about how to give them a bit of confidence. Um, I wonder how important is it to be genuine in what you say um i mean sometimes when you're dealing with younger kids and like you see this horrific picture that they've done um but you know that it's going to break their heart if you say oh my gosh that's disgusting then um then if if you don't be genuine then it, it's still still a kind thing to do because um, I mean, it's important to be genuine with like older people. Like, if if someone's cooking and they want they want to see if it's really nice or they should improve it, uh, or they should improve what they're cooking somehow, then um, 
then um, then you should say, I think it needs a bit of this, not not just, oh my gosh, that's so good, even if it isn't. So, I mean, it's important some t- sometimes, but especially if you're dealing with younger kids, then then it gets um, then for some re- for for some um, reasons it's it's um, not too important. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it depends, doesn't it? It depends. Yeah. Um, I guess what you're saying is that the, the occasional white lie is yeah. okay. Uh, especially for younger kids, if you don't want to hurt their feelings about that yeah. horrific drawing <laughs> or whatever it is they've done. Um, and, you know, in the context of giving somebody confidence, you know, if, back to your example of your friend failing her exam and you're trying to make her feel better and get her to, to be more positive, you know, you would, you'd be telling her things, right? Um, uh, but, you know, for example, if she... I don't know. I don't know exactly what the details of the situation, but if she had messed up an easy exam, if she got a, a very ob, like a simple question wrong, let's say, uh, would you would you be genuine about that in the sense? Would you say, "Oh, well, that was easy. Why did you get it wrong?" Um, I mean, like, I wouldn't say that because that would be like that would be really that wouldn't be tactful. Um, that would be like the opposite of tactful um i would say like um uh, i would um i would probably half tell like a little white lie i'd say um i wouldn't i wouldn't tell her oh my gosh that was so easy why did you get it wrong but i wouldn't exactly tell her that that it was a very hard question. Um, uh, I would just tell, uh, I would probably like offer if she needed help on it, then I would probably offer to help her so she didn't fail that question on another exam if she got that question again. Right. Right. That is a very tactful way of doing that. I uh, I like that use that word and, and that approach. You would be a great friend to have, Ria, I can tell. Um so, so thank you for that. You know, so we, we talked about confidence and giving your friend a boost of confidence if needed. And then we also talked about how that applies to ourselves. And, and I'd really like you to think about this frustration toolbox idea or, um, or you have all these kind of great things inside of it that you can pick out to, to manage yourself um, as needed so that you can really achieve all of your fantastic potential. Good stuff. Well done. Thanks. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or to search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. 
I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.